The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. America's favorite stiff is back. That's Bernie Lomax. I recognize that smirk anywhere. But this corpse has a job to do. I found this in Bernie's wallet. It's a key to a safety deposit box in St. Thomas. That's the two million bucks that Lomax stole. It's noted as a personal entry. What does it mean? The only one who could get in is Bernie Lomax personally, and, well, he's kind of dead right now. We go back to the morgue. We get the body. We go to St. Thomas. We take Bernie to the bank. So they're packing him up. (sighs) I think I'm going to sit down. Thanks. And heading for the islands. Whoa! Downwind! Whoa! Back out! But they're about to discover... Raise this man from the dead. He will lead you to where he has hidden the money. That Bernie Lomax is more popular than ever. Two guys! They're taking Bernie! You do it, Bernie. He's in the fridge. Where we put him? You are in the power of the movie. You were supposed to be here guarding Bernie. Why would I have to guard a dead man stuck in a two-foot refrigerator? He's got style. Where is he now? You're so cute. He's got charm. How did you happen to meet old Bert? In the conga line. He's just got no soul. I just saw a dead man walking on the bottom of the ocean. Oh. But that never stopped Bernie. Go. He's our boss. He's dead. Don't worry about it. From being the life of the party. See, Arnold, he's not afraid of you. You're the bravest guy I've ever met. Weekend at Bernie's, too. No one does dead like Bernie. Hi guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo. And I'm your loathsome co-host, Kyle. Kyle, today we will be talking about one of the best sequels of all time, according to Kyle. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's okay. 2. Because we had so much fun with the first one. At least some of us did. And Kyle watched Weekend at Bernie's 2 when he was supposed to be watching Gremlins 2 last week. Um, so he was ready for this one anyway with Jump of the Gun. So I figured, well, we might as well go ahead and do it since Kyle already watched it. I had to watch it twice because of that. <laughs> And it got, you laughed both times, didn't you? I laughed at myself for being such a fool. <laughs> hey, Kyle, Kyle. But before we get started, Kyle, we have a we have a question for you. A question for me. 
Okay. Do you remember last time when when the question when we did Weekend at Bernie? Do you remember what it was? I don't remember, Jimbo. I said, Kyle, if we if we walked into Denny's mm-hmm. and our favorite waitress was dead, and that we would oh, have to tie no. <laughs> tie our shoes to her and still serve food for the rest of the day, right? Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> You know, she wasn't there this time. Went to Denny's. She could. She may have died. We don't know. She was there. <laughs> she was there. there. Yeah, but she wasn't our waitress. Oh, she wasn't our waitress. Today. Today. Okay, I didn't see her. I guess she's too popular, and we stuck with another waitress. But that's okay. It's okay. Um, she was nice too. Kyle, if we ended up in the precarious position that these two fellows ended up in, where we were trying to get to a safety deposit box to get the two million dollars that was stolen out of the first movie. Uh huh. What song do you think would be the perfect one to play for our, we'll just say the Denny's oh. waitress, to be jiving to as she's to leading us to the money? To. Because in this one, it was a lot of the, that Jamaican, you know, the jump. Exactly. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, what's that? The Chick Beatty Bomb song. The Chick Beatty Bomb, Chick Beatty Bomb. That song's got a high rhythm beat to it. They call yeah. me Cuban Pete. They call me Cuban Pete, that one. Exactly. Cuban Pete. From Pete. the mask? That song from the mask. Yes, do, do that one. Because it's got a fast beat to it. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be galloping in the ocean to get to the, get to the chest. Exactly. Jim, what song would you use? Uh, I had mine down immediately, too. No, you did. You, I did. You didn't even know what it was called. I, 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 but I knew which song I wanted. I didn't even know I didn't know the name, but I knew which song I wanted immediately. Um, I could Spotify that easily. Let's see. <laughs> I don't um, think I had an A-track of that. <laughs> we, you took, you picked a fast one. Maybe I could pick a slow one. So they slow, slow down enough for us fat guys to keep <laughs> along with, can, like, Unchained Melody or something. How slow, how slow can Bernie go? Exactly. <laughs> Just spending some smooth jazz for Bernie to fuck around to. Elevator music. Along. <laughs> exactly. No, it, maybe the uh, Austin Powers song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, he'd go, da, da, he'd move and then he'd stop. Just a record vinyl skipping. He'd get stuck. He'd be like, yeah, different generations of having to get different technology for him to work for. Like, now it's just Spotify in earbuds. It's fine. But now you have to put like a vinyl quarter on his back and then you go there. Um, Got to hand crank it. <laughs> Kyle, there, we, we've already discovered there's not a lot of information on this movie when it comes to trivia, which I'm surprised because to me it seems like there was a lot more stunt work in this where I thought you would be able to find some more stunt stuff on it, but alas, I could not. So let's go and take this away and we'll talk about the movie a little bit more. All right, we have Weekend at Bernie's 2. Uh, they made a sequel to this. Uh, um, released on July 9th of 1993. I was, still wasn't born yet. I still have a few months to go. <laughs> Bye, buddy. So Bernie could be your dad. Yeah, Bernie could have been. Uh, from the first one, from the first, yeah, from the first one. We'll see the first one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick little thing: uh, director of this film was Robert Klein. Robert Klein was the writer of the first film, Weekend at Bernie's One, in 1989, and he was also the writer of National Lampoon's Euro Vacation in have 1985. You seen that? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. That's a that's a, that's a movie. That's that's a movie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like Christmas and Vegas Vacation just fine. I think there's a more kid friendly, a lot more fun to watch. The first two, I don't think they hold up. <laughs> They're made for the dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this one. They're made for the dad. Um, composer of this film was Peter Wolf. Cinematographer was Edward Edward Morey the third, and editor was Pat Pryor. And casting director was Jason Leigh Padera. Padera. There we go. And production designer was Michael Bolton. No, nah. not that Michael Bolton. <laughs> it's Michael S. Bolton. Sorry. I was so disappointed when I watched this film and I saw Michael Bolton appear on like the opening credits. I was like, Michael Bolton's in this film? All right. 
<laughs> this film's going to go a good way now, I'm sure. And then he never showed up. And I was like, what in the world? Everybody, what was it? The 40 year old virgin when they always said, Michael Bolton? Or no, 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 Office Space. Remember when they're like, your name is Michael Bolton? Not that Michael Bolton. Not, not <laughs> That's what he always said. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. Let's have a random cameo of Michael Bolton. But it's also, it's a cruel joke to just play on me. I'm like, just. Because <laughs> even the credits, it doesn't say Michael S. Bolton, it says Michael Bolton. Right. It doesn't even say production designer. They definitely put that intentionally to mislead you in thinking Michael Bolton was in this film. I think Michael Bolton not. playing the Barry Boswick character would have been funny it too. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> Michael Bolton could have appeared anywhere in this film and would have immediately elevated it by like two, three, two, three points in my book. Um, anyways, let's move on here. Budget for the film was a very modest $7 million. Really worth about the equivalent of $14.7 million today. So that's really not bad for a film, especially getting um, filming on set in Hawaii and all that kind of stuff, too. So they pretty cool there. Oh, actually, I had to make sure it actually filmed in Hawaii. No, it was the U.S. Virgin Islands where it was filmed. Okay, now we know. <laughs> um, next up here, we have the opening weekend um, box office numbers where it made $4 million, worth about $8.4 million today. And gross worldwide, it made $12.7 million, which is worth about $26.8 million today. Um, once again, this was also released in the 90s, so I'm sure it also made pretty good, you know, uh, modest to pretty good, I'm sure, VHS numbers back in the day, too, because I was like, really kind of like, I think the 90s is kind of like the best VHS era for films. You know, just making a ton of money off VHS sales and people not going to theater to watch films. And this film, like, I think especially, like, I wouldn't go to a theater to see this, but I definitely could see myself renting it at a blockbuster oh, or you a, went a family me. video or something like that. Or, Plus, yeah, Blockbuster was 90s, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how many other video stores were out in the 90s, and like a lot of them were. Oh, there was all kinds of mom and pop like, ones that popped up. Mom and pop ones especially were awesome. I'm trying to even, like our, even our local Marsh, uh, yeah. you could rent the v- VCRs and the cassettes there. Yeah, and there's also there was Movie Gallery, too, but I don't know which ones were open specifically in the 90s as those brands. I, mean, I just always go to Blockbuster Video as the first one, yeah. because, of course. Yeah, but still, I, I could see these. This is easy movie to pick up at a Blockbuster Video, for sure, to rent, you know, 15 times. You know, so I'm sure people watch it a lot that way. So, I'm, so I bet this film made good money on the back end, I'm sure, if it didn't make great money at the opening um, gross worldwide, which is like, you know, saying the, like, doing the kind of like the weird math in the film, you always kind of have the budget for the film and assume that's also the same budget for the marketing. So it was $7 million to make the film, then $7 million to let people know you made it, you know. So this film probably cost between, you know, 10 and $20 million overall. So making $12 million back, probably not good. But still in, better than Gremlins 2. Still better than Gremlins 2, unfortunately, in terms of earnings, which is very, very sad for Gremlins 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but also, like I said, like, I bet both these movies did very well in VHS scenes, especially Gremlins 2. People realize, like, oh, wait, Gremlins 2 is awesome, actually? Yes, it is. I better buy it on VHS. And they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Plot summary of the film coming up right here. I skipped it last week. Hopefully, I get it right this week. After their adventure at Bernie's Weekend House, the events which took place in Weekend's Bernie One, accountants and programmers Ofish Larry and uh, Uptight Richard uh, and Uptight Richard return to New York only to have their insurance company they all worked for blame them for Bernie's theft of two million dollars and fire them. Larry and Richard investigate and discover that the money is somewhere in St. Thomas and the Virgin Islands. Oh, so what's filmed on location in the Virgin Islands? I just right. said it was Hawaii because I just said Hawaii. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cartel Bernie was stealing the money for hires a voodoo queen to help them find the money. She tells Henry and Charles to steal Bernie's body and raise it from the dead to lead them to the money. Unfortunately, Henry and Charles goof and Bernie can only move when he hears music. Richard, Larry, and Bernie all go to St. Thomas to find the money with Claudius' aid, tailed by the company security officer, Hummel, who believes that Larry and Richard stole the money as well as Henry and Charles. Who will get the money first? Ba, ba, ba. 
Um, moving on to the award section here, we only have one award and one <laughs> nomination, which I think it deserves two wins, honestly, if I'm looking at the awards right here. We have the 1993 The Stinker's Bad Movies Award, <laughs> where it was nominated for the stinky award of the sequel nobody was clamoring for, <laughs> and, it were, and it won the sequel for worst sequel. I, I shouldn't be so mean to this movie, <laughs> but it's bad. It's but it's bad funny movie. because you said you liked this better than the first one, so it's it's not as offensive as the first one. <laughs> but even then, I could probably find I thought there's still stuff about. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Um, this is a color info. Aspect ratio is a standard 1.85 by one. The camera used was the Panaflex, uh, the Panavision Panaflex Gold. And Laboratory, this was Technicolor in Hollywood, California, the U.S. of A. And let's see here. Production status. This film was filmed from July... Oh, uh, oh okay. I only have the release date for July 9th, 1983 to um, earliest known uh, dates. So, okay. Since we have the release dates. Filming locations. This was filmed on location in the U.S. Virgin Islands and New York City for those corresponding shots. Moving on to the cast. We have a repeating class from last movie. Very surprising, I know. Um, unfortunately, uh, what was her name? Uh, what was her name? Um, Holly, I think it was. Holly, a- yeah, that character. It's fine, I'll leave it there. I think actually I got it here. There it is. Uh, Catherine Marine Stewart could not make it back because I'm sure she was probably filming The Last Starfighter or anything better in her career. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she probably saw the script of Winged Burn, she was like, nah, <laughs> nah. And she's never mentioned this film at all. Um, but first up, we have Andrew McCarthy playing the character of Larry Wilson. He's <laughs> so funny. Andrew McCarthy was uh, uh, in most recently a few seasons of the Orange is the New Black TV show. He was also in the film Pretty in Pink in 1986 and the film St. Elmo's Fire in 1985. Next up, returning um, to the film, Jonathan Silverman reprises his role as Richard Parker. Jonathan Silverman was also, of course, in the film um, Brighton Beach Memoir in 1986 and Caddyshack 2 in 1988. And then, of course, we have the man of the hour, the, the, the star character of all the whole film, the film which this whole series is based on now. Terry Kaiser reprises his role as Bernie Lomax. How good is he, though, in that role? Terry Kaiser is easily the best part of this whole movie <laughs> in every aspect. Uh, he 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 knows what he's doing in this film more than anyone else in terms of just being a goofball. <laughs> he doesn't his, his, do his, his 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 dance work is incredible. <laughs> like you know, it, he still has that stupid smirk on his he's face. He's got that stupid smirk on his face. Like he he knows what he's doing more so than anyone else in this whole film. Really, <laughs> yeah. This this film, every redeeming quality is directly related to him. <laughs> so that's definitely I'm gonna put that right there. And of course, uh, once again, uh, re- recycling this my notes from the last time. Um, Terry Kaiser was also in the film Tammy and T Rex in 1994, and Friday 13th Part Seven: The New Blood. Um, don't know the year that came out. I didn't write that one down. Next up, we have Troy Byer playing the role of Claudia, um, which I believe is Larry Wilson's um, new love interest in this film. Um, Troy Byer was also in the film Baps in 1997 and also the film Love Don't Cost a Thing in 2003. Next up, we have Barry Bostwick playing the character of Arthur Hummel, the, uh, the, uh, the company man um, on the search for... <laughs> Larry and Richard as they try and figure out what he they're did trying a good to do. job too he was doing some good character work as well yeah Barry Bosco was also like every scene he had was also pretty funny as well um, Barry Bosco was also the um, the um, uh, the co-lead main man in uh, the Rock Bar Picture Show I forgot his name um, Janet and was what was the guy's name? Brad. Brad. Thank you, thank you, Janet and Brad. Brad and Janet, and the Rock Hour Picture Show. And he was also in the show Spin City from 1996 to 2002, which is a show I have no idea what it's about and have not watched. Um, next up, we have Tom Wright playing the character of Charles. 
Tom Wright was also in the show. Daisy Jones and the Six in oh uh, this year actually Daisy Jones and the Six, which came out in 2023, and he was also in the film Walk Away Joe. Then next up we have Steve James playing the character of Henry. Steve James is also in the film To Live and Die in L.A. in 1985, and he was in the films American Ninja One, Two, and Three from 1985, 87, and 89 respectively. Hmm. Yep, and that's all we have for the cast of Weekends Bernie Two right there. Jim, we can move on to that short trivia, then we'll talk about how bad or good this film, and we'll see <laughs> who wins this fight. <laughs> um, well, we already know I won the first round, so <laughs> right, right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so. So since there's not a lot much trivia, let's go talk a little bit about the movie. So we find Richard and Larry um, thinking they're getting these big promotions. Uh, with uh, I think Richard's wanting, I'm getting a door. You know, he's going to oh, go yeah. out his office. He's going to be set up. Yeah, right. yeah he's, I'm on but easy they, street they called now. up to like the big penthouse to like the boss where and they go in there and they're talking. And um, it's under the assumption that, you know, you guys are the ones that uncovered Bernie's, you know, fraud. $2 million yeah. fraud. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, they just say, and you were with Bernie that weekend? They, well, yeah. They, well, who invited you? They said, well, Bernie did. So they're under the assumption that they are in on it, uh, cohorts with Bernie, and basically they get fired. Yeah. So Very reasonable, too. <laughs> of course you'd get fired. What are you talking Right. Oh, you, so you revealed the fraud to the person who committed the fraud, and then you went to the weekend getaway with them, and, and then you happened to and die. You were there where you would die. <laughs> die. Like, this is the most <laughs> easy. Like, why would the cops not arrest you? <laughs> they clearly know you're in on it. Right. They well, how did they not get interviewed by the cops before now? Immediately. Yeah. Exactly. Everything about that. Yeah, so basically, they get fired, and oh, oh, thank you. Um, so they get they get fired, and. Um, they, the guys like this ain't over. I think they're in on. They know more than they know. They know where the money is, and that hey, we want you to the head of security wants you to tell them and uh, follow them and, and find out where it's at. What and they know, like, yeah. And if you don't find out, you're going to be joining them in the unemployment line, basically. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Richard gets a call in the middle of the night. He comes in his pajamas, and Larry's over there at uh, a fancy restaurant. A f- <laughs> fancy restaurant, dressed up. Uh, to the nines, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like, you do know that this is the most expensive restaurant in New York City. He's like, yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. I, I, I'm going to tell myself Bernie's a strange nephew or son yeah. or whatever. Uh, he, he, he lies to the police, always a good move, and tells them that he was basically Bernie's next of kin and thus deserves all his assets. Right. On top of that, he basically he stole Bernie's credit card out of his coat, and then he reveals he also found a key to a safety deposit box in the Virgin Islands, right. which uh, they they can go to they can go to the Virgin Islands and go find. Oh, actually, they have to go to the office building and then find out where he kept the account, or whatever, and they right. have to go to the Virgin Islands. So they end up breaking back into the office where they've been fired from, yeah. right? And um, they said, "Yeah, we found it. it's a safety deposit box in the Virgin Islands." Um, you know, and they're, they're doing all this research. Well, they get busted by security, get kicked out. <laughs> they get arrested again. They get arrested again. Yeah. And the cops let him go again. <laughs> when right. it's so clear. <laughs> no, something like that. Like, if anything, they'd find the paperwork with them. Like, oh, you got the paperwork, huh? Oh, look at that. You found Bernie's. Sure, <laughs> he stole the money. I wonder if we should go investigate this. Cops, nah, they're white. It's okay. <laughs> but but at, the, at, at the same time, in a, in a different part, these two guys... And the Virgin Islands are... Um, they're part of the cartel. Yeah. yeah. Then they've been sent... Uh, they put a... Uh, 
They want them to come back and put a voodoo curse on Bernie and that he will lead them to where the $2 million is that they had stole from the cartel. And, and they give them all the ingredients and everything, you know, or they give them the list of ingredients they need and all that. So they come to America, they go to the morgue, and they have everything except their chicken runs away. Mm-hmm. And I like the... It was funny because... The chicken ran away, so they're going to try to find a chicken in New York City, and they go to the fried chicken place, remember? Yeah. And he's like, I don't think this is going to work. And they look over, and they see a pigeon there. So they use a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing where I, I, I feel like, I, not necessarily racist, but weird to me, is that like there's never a moment where I, I understand what Henry and Charles are up to there. I have no idea if they're even part of the cartel or any method like that. The cartoon hires the voodoo queen to get two men to go down to the ring. But, like, the two guys show up, and they act like they have nothing to do with cartel or criminal activity. Like, they got, like, seduced to go well, to a club. what I think it is is I think that they got, like, I'll say, um, they're not the smartest people in the world. Yes, is, what, is, what I'm get, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, it's like if they hired me and you to go do something like this, we'd be like, okay. They're, they're, they're two random jokes who are supposed to mirror Larry and Richard in this film. Right. And it's just like, but also it's clear it's like, like but, like, the voodoo queen, like, Puts a spell on them. They get so like messed up in this film. It's not clear that they're criminals at all. I have no right. idea if they're like if they're just like people who got like in a bad situation at all. It's never been clear in the film, and they get punished in the worst way possible in this yeah. film in a way that's like, who are these people? In case you don't torturing? know, they end up becoming goats at the end <laughs> under Bernie's. So anyway, so you know, they they go to the morgue. Yeah. So and... Bernie turned two black people into animals, and then proceeds to own them. <laughs> Nothing racist about that. <laughs> this is that does happen. But uh, so they threw me for a loop there. I had to stop for a second. Yeah, they're like, you're right. <laughs> so they got Bernie propped up on a toilet, right? And they got like, hey, you drew the symbol on the floor. We got 179 candles or whatever lit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we got the chicken. But the X is left. They put the the pigeon in his arm, and and they do everything, and nothing happens. Yeah. And they're like. Man, I told you we should have got the chicken. You know, we did it wrong, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I'm going to play some music to think or whatever. And they play the boombox. And all of a sudden, in the background, they're still arguing. You see Bernie just start this dance. And it is so funny. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. If I was on the set, I probably would have laughed every single time. I don't think we would have got through the tape. Because just his, like, legs start falling off the toilet, you know. And he kind of starts crawling up the side of the wall. Not since, like, he moves like Steve Martin dances. (laughs) But he's dead. <laughs> but he's dead. Yeah, like like it's dead Steve Martin. And so That's he, he comes. Dance. He comes walking out. And they're like, "Oh, he's alive!" And then he stops. Me. They're like, "Let's go." He stops. And he just does his just runs into the wall, you know. And then he does this falls straight back. Perfect animated drops too. Right. Yeah. I will say. I also I like the animated opening of this film too. The animated oh, opening too. That was pretty excellent as well. And just uh, having the uh, Larry Richards character trying like desperately trying to just keep him alive the entire oh keep his body yeah. <laughs> from falling out every single time and being idiots there was uh, funny as well. But yes, the sequel too, where like the music stops and he just he drops like a sack of flour every single time. Hilarious. Good stuff. <laughs> every time the music good, stops. Good slapstick comedy going on there. So, uh, basically, they get him, and they're they're uh, walking in New York City with him uh, to the music, and this they get on a subway. Yeah. And then and, somebody takes, steals their boombox. <laughs> and they jump off the subway. Yeah. <coughs> and Bernie's left on the subway, and the security guard comes, and he's, like, been robbed of his clothes. He's got, like, a wife beater on with something spray-painted on his shirt and all that. And he ends up back in the morgue, and the the the, the guy at the morgue can't believe it. He's like, "This guy's already been here." Yeah, he's been like, here once. No, he hasn't. 
<laughs> yeah, so, we need to take a nap. <laughs> so yeah. now Richard and Larry's like, hey, we you know the only way we're going to get in the safety deposit box is we have to sign. Bernie has to be there and he has to sign his name. So Larry and Richard have this idea of to break in the morgue and steal, steal the body for one more hurrah to take him to the thing. So they get him. And we're going to. Uh, it was funny to see the um, the third wall break too, where they find him in the morgue, and they wonder like, "Where's his clothes? I have no idea." Well, we got to dress him up, and so they find him wherever his clothes are. But when they take off the um, the, um, the 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 blanket over him, they throw it at the camera, and it goes over top there, and then it comes off, and it's a cut to it. Cool little cut there. Yeah, <laughs> and they put him in that. Uh, Similar jogging outfit. <laughs> and you see that they're going for the shoes. They got him hanging on a coat rack. <laughs> you know, and they take the shoes. What they uh, Richard thinks is a dead man, but it's actually the mortician, the and they're passed out. Taking a nap, and he wakes up and he hits his head and on falls right down. So now Richard thinks it's a it's a live person. Yeah, which it is <laughs> it is. Yeah. So um, um, do you remember how they discover that he moves to music? Uh, it wasn't like till like the end of the movie when he gets washed up on the beach at the very end there that if he 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 listens the music to move. No, not the end of the movie. It's when oh, well, oh well, they, the, the they, conga line. So yeah. so they they go they they figured they're going to the Virgin Islands now. Oh, and they stuff him in a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there's like airport music in the suit in the suitcase, and you just see the yeah, suitcase. Yeah, you see the suitcase bulging out like this. Bulging out. Like he's doing the chicken in there or something like that, just like putting his both his elbows <laughs> out. I don't know how like did they really stuff a person in a suitcase to do those like no, movements? Surely not. Or they have like a pneumatic device that just like kept pulsing yeah. or something like that. I have no idea. But no. it was in beat to the music. So they get to the Virgin Islands. Um, they got their luggage. You know, they're like, "Oh, be careful with that." They're like, "Well, you got a dead body in here." You know, no, no, yeah. no, nothing like no, that. No, yeah. But the entire time, um, the head of security, uh, Barry Bosworth's character, I can't remember his name, is following them. What was his name? Hummel. Right. Hummel, I think. Yeah, yeah, Hummel. Arthur Hummel. Yeah. So uh, he's taking pictures and all this. Well, they make it in there and um, to their hotel, or whatever. And he says, "Hey, I'm Bernie Lomax. I'll be here all weekend." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up taking their mini fridge and emptying it and stuff. Burning Burning into, in there, well, first they, they open the suitcase and it stinks, like, and they oh take the It's almost like a, like a decaying bodies in here or something like that. And they just spray that deodorant all over, and then they stuff him in their mini fridge. So gross. Well, anyway, some beautiful ladies come by, and they end up. Uh, Larry ends up going out to the beach. And Rich is still there trying to figure things out. Well, he falls asleep at the desk, and uh, Hummel takes this opportunity to break in, you know, and he's looking and all that, taking pictures and all that. And yeah. Bernie's hand falls out of the freezer. Uh, he doesn't see it because the the conga line's playing the music. Yeah, and now he's starting to come alive. Well, um, something falls, and Hummel takes out of there. And Bernie gets up and he just darts out the open door. Yeah. And the music stops. <laughs> you just see Paul face for it's so funny. But then they're like, hey, one more last conga song. Yeah. And you see Bernie hop up, you know, and he starts dancing and somehow he walks right into the middle of this conga line and he's like And then they take control of him basically like that and they start falling yeah. around. And then a woman who has been clearly having getting frustrated with her um her uh Muscle bound, muscle bound boyfriend who's just a, a, a complete—he's a meathead. Yeah. 
And then um, the girl proceeds to like, oh, if this guy likes to party and dance around, I'm going to hang he's out with Bernie. He's such a better dancer than he's you. He's such a better dancer. And then the and he's like, Brenda, to... where are you going? Yeah. This guy knows how to treat him. Up. And he's a great dancer. He can't bench press a truck, though. I don't <laughs> And it's funny where he's like, oh, All you do is work guy. out. What's wrong with that? Yeah. He's like, come on, hey, buddy. And he turns around and he slings around and says, what's Bernie punches him in the face? Yeah, but being a dead guy, he doesn't feel it. <laughs> no, and he turns around and he punches the guy again. And yeah. then the, finally he, he lays into Bernie and Bernie just starts that butt hump where he comes back up. He's like, what are you doing? And he punches him again and he keeps coming back up. He's like, oh, but this guy can take a lick, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so Bernie's walking out towards the ocean on the beach. And it's nighttime, and, and Brenda's wait up, and she goes running by him like, and all of a sudden the Kaga stops, and he just sits down on the beach and falls down, and she rolls over on top, and proceeds to sleep with him again. I was like, oh man, Bernie's yeah. getting action after death. Yeah, exactly. Twice, twice in two movies. Twice in two movies. But um, so That's where uh, Larry comes back home after he met with uh, the lady that was the voodoo. Yes, uh, uh, Claudia Troy, yeah. Troy Byers character. And uh, they wake up and they discover that um, Bernie's Bernie missing. is not there in the fridge. Yeah. Well, because he comes home and he climbs in bed. Remember, yeah. it's not till the next morning. Yeah. Climbs in, yeah, Larry climbs in Richard's bed. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And then uh, Richard, you know, I was like, oh, did you have a fun night? Did you, did, you, did you get some action? And Larry lies. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a man's man. You know me. Definitely not a virgin. Definitely not a virgin. Well, the next, next time they woke up or they wake up, they discover Bernie's missing. Yeah. Um, and um, then the two guys find him. Um, well, actually, they, they take, they're going to take Bernie. They find Bernie on the beach with the girl. Yeah. And they're like, where'd you find him at? He's like, oh, he was the best dancer in the conga line. Oh, yeah. the conga yeah. line. And they just assume that she's drunk and out of her mind, basically like that. But then she leaves and says, like, tell Journey, I had a great time. And then she leaves. And, and then they're they dragging him. <laughs> yeah. Then they, yeah, they drag him into a, a Jeep. And then they proceed to take him to the safe, um, the well, whatever financial building they're going to, a bank or whatever. And they, they pretend to sign the document with his signature by stuffing Larry's hand it's in the jacket. Stuff, man. It's it's Stupid. great, Kyle. Um, yeah. Um, but then they get a giant box, which they think, like, oh, that definitely will hold $2 million. And they open it up, and all they find is... A, like a, a newspaper. A newspaper clipping. With a map. With a on, map on it. With a Sharpie. <laughs> with a Sharpie. Yeah, and they're, they're like... They look in there. And so they, they take Bernie back out to the car, and um, as they're waiting to do something... Harry and Charles find Bernie and then proceed to try to steal him. Yeah, and they put him in the back of the car or whatever. The convertible, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, then Larry and Richard find they're trying to kidnap Bernie. And so they get in front of the car and they say, like, oh, do you guys know where the thing is? And they, and they don't know who each other are at this right. point. So they drive past them. But while they drive past them, Larry and Richard just proceed to grab Bernie by the arms and just pull him out of the Corvette as it's driving by and then just drop some strength to the pavement as a good slapstick humor goes. Yeah, oh, man. it's a good joke. It's uh, a good joke. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So basically, they find out that the voodoo curse has been put on Bernie. He will move to music, but he's leading them to the treasure that's on the map, the $2 million or whatever. Yeah. Which. <laughs> what he does when he goes underwater is probably the best part of the movie. But. Uh, Hummel has been like he's went to this women's clothes shop and he's like trying he's changing into this dress or whatever and they're like Mister you can't be here and he runs out there and uh, the cops arrest him and the psychiatrist has looked at him and they're like look man 
you know, you, you just need to relax. You yeah. know, you're still in something. He's like, are you stressed out or whatever? Yeah. Well, I remember, like, because cause, uh, at some point, because like, they, after they dropped Bernie on the pavement, they put him into the Jeep again to take him around there. And then Larry and Richard leave Bernie in the back of the Jeep while they go speak to uh, uh, Claudia about the voodoo map thing because they thought they recognized the voodoo thing. And then I forget, how do they lose Bernie after that? Because they lose because Bernie. Because the, uh, the, the, the trolley comes by and it's playing music. Oh, and Bernie gets up out of the Jeep animated, or gets out of the Jeep and animates about that. Yeah, so they lose Bernie. And then Harry and Charles find Larry and Richard. And then they proceed, oh, man, you guys are the ones that kidnapped Bernie. We're going to kidnap you and take you to the voodoo queen and explain our situation so she won't turn this into goats. <laughs> because they're already having a thing where they, he's like, man, look at that lady. And he's like, man. They're clearly, yeah. So they the put path. a curse on they put a curse on Richard where, yeah. hey, if you don't bring me my money, money. or my ma- the map you'll die. to me, and you don't have the antidote by sundown, you'll die. You'll die. Yep. So then the, the, the hunt is on, basically like that. And then they go back to find Claudia, who at this point, she uh, um, she didn't study the map. She actually was going to give it to her father to study the map so she can actually get it. But then they go to Claudia's house, and then Bertie um, is doing his um, dance thing, ends up getting caught, caught on a sail on a boat, parasail. on a parasail on a boat. And then f- proceeds to the clothes off the two bikinis <laughs> off the two <laughs> girls, girls and just hap- and the and guy hits Hummel with Hummel, it. Hummel picks up the ball from the Navians. Are these yours, ladies? Pervert slaps him in the face and then police gets officer arrested, arrested and gets arrested again. Yeah, he's and like, I, I'm telling you, officers, it was Bernie. You know, Bernie. so he's, they think he's having a nervous breakdown. A, a dead man took these bikinis, <laughs> and basically Bernie falls from the parachute right behind Larry and. Very Richard. convenient. Very convenient. And then also music is playing there again. And they actually, this is the time they fully get the revelation that, oh, the, the voodoo guys were saying that he only moves when the music is playing. And they actually do see uh, Bernie moving when the music is playing. And then they proceed to see Bernie go underwater when he can't and hear stop. the music. So he stops. So they get headphones put on. Yeah, they tape some headphones on his head. I put a Sony Walkman in there. <laughs> they and just sent him under the water. And they put scuba gear on. So now they're following Bernie underwater because he's going to lead him to the treasure. And and the way Terry Kaiser did that, I don't know how they did it, but he had to be underwater for a while. You know what I mean? Doing yeah. those scenes when they're following him. But so Hummel's been released there. He's like, look, you know, get some get some rest. Go on a go on a, a little aquarium tour, tour like or something. Yeah. So yeah. he goes in this submarine <laughs> tour and then proceeds to see Bernie, Bernie walking, walking on the seafloor. <laughs> Proceeds to have a he real said, nervous breakdown yeah, this said, time. I'm going to break this up right now. I'm going to open this action insurance. So they see, they basically see him getting yeah. arrested again in shot with a uh, morphine or something like that, which to happens to be uh, Claudia's dad. They're right. Yeah, the doctor is the voodoo doctor. Claudia's dad. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bernie ends up going down there and he he picks up this chest. But Larry is so excited that he actually shoots off the harpoon gun, gun and it goes right, right through his head, through the, the headset. Sony headset, which then destroys the which then destroys the music, so he can't hear it anymore. So he's dead in the water again, and he has got a tight grip, grip on, on the, the chest. Yeah, so now they have to pull out uh, uh, Bernie's character, and it takes more time. And by the time they get pulled out onto the beach, um, Richard's character is beginning to succumb to the poison that the Voodoo Queen gave him. So then it becomes a race against time as they um, they they uh, stop a chariot thing. Yeah. Was, it, was it was it a horse chariot thing? No. Uh, yeah, it was pulled by that one. Yeah, it was a horse chariot. It was like a horse tour of the Virgin Islands that a guy was giving, and then um, when. They- <laughs> 
They put like the harness on Bernie. Yeah, they put the harness on Bernie. I forget, the, I forget how they scare away them all though. I forget how he scares them all away. Oh, because they said oh they're dragging him up there and they say, Oh, he's just a dead you've never seen a dead guy before or whatever. <laughs> and they freak out and everyone's scared yeah, and everyone's Because scatters. the guy the driver hops on the horse and he hops on the horse and goes away yeah. and everyone else leaves too. <laughs> So and they hook Bernie up with the a saddle, the yoke, and everything, and man. They play music again, and he pulls. The ch- and then Larry proceeds to use. Yeah, they got the reins tied to the spear in his head. I gotta say, explaining this movie is more entertaining than watching it. <laughs> Being perfectly honest, the idea of this film is very funny. The execution, I was bored all tears. <laughs> but talking about it, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> But then proceeds to bring him down there, and then turns out they're apparently we're on the peak of an island, I guess, because <laughs> then they have a start having down. Well, yeah, through. they go down. They said, "Turn the music off. Turn the music." Well, by they're going down. The Bernie's feet go up in the air, so they're just going down. Just they're Cruising, from the yeah. cops turn around, and start chasing them. They're running into like fruit stands on the side of the road. They go Humble through trees as well. Right? Yeah. He's like Bernie. There's Bernie, <laughs> and uh, you know they just keep. He crashes on them. They 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 end up going right to where the voodoo lady is. Yeah. And they end up knocking the two cartel guys out. Yeah. And then they arrest the cartel guys. Yeah. And they gave the voodoo lady a concussion. They said yeah, she'll be out for hours. Hours. Yeah. So then it becomes like they ask the voodoo doctor, um, Cla- Claudia's dad, <laughs> um, uh, who was uh, I forget. Do I have his? I don't I, think you have that. I, I don't think I have him, his name down here. Uh, okay, I don't have that. Yeah. Oh, uh, nope. Morgan. Nope. Uh, oh, Claudia's dad. Stock, Pro, Stock Pierce character who's just called Claudia's dad. He was in War Games in 1983, by the way. I didn't <laughs> write him down for the cast. Oh, sorry. But uh, Stock Pierce, who doesn't actually have a name, <laughs> Claudia's dad, is a voodoo doctor himself. And so it was like, oh, I can cure him. But I need a virgin's blood. And where will we possibly find a virgin? <laughs> and this is funny, man. When you see when you see Larry, you know, get up and walk, he's like, virgin, huh? And he goes, and he like sticks his hand out, like his finger out like this. And he, and he, they're like, you? And he's, he's like, just take it. And they stab him with that thing. And he goes, passes out yeah. just for that thing. Which, hey, I, I can I can relate to because I don't like needles or blood either. And I passed out myself. For, but. for me, it's whenever I expect it. If I don't expect it and I start bleeding, I want to pass out. If I know I'm going to start bleeding like it's an intentional thing, I then like, no problem at all. Like, oh, you need to be shot? Okay, no problem. Surprise shot? Ah! <laughs> Oh, yeah. I found that in real life. No one take advantage of that. No one take advantage of that. <laughs> uh, but, but when the chariot crashes, Bernie does let loose of the thing, and the uh, thing pops open, and all the money's in there. It's falling because Larry jumps off the, the wagon. Money! Money! And he ends up proceeding to hide some of it under this branch and close it back and say, hey, look, here's all the money. Mm-hmm. And I'll they arrest the cartel. And he tells, you know, uh, the next thing you see is Richard and him are uh, sitting on a boat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm glad you're feeling better, buddy. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, Richard, he's like, why do we need to go back? He said, well, Larry, we don't have a job. you know." And he said, well, you know that $2 million that was hid. Yeah. Uh, Turns out he actually stole $3 million. $3 million. <laughs> $3 million. Yeah. And like, it was just over a case of, well, how much money it is. I don't, at least $1 million, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, um, so. And then uh, comes with a, a fleet of. Yeah, Larry's like, no, I can't. He's like, I, my life of crimes, it's not our money. And he's like, they don't know about it. He's like, oh, by the way, did I sh- show you the new crew? And out comes these four ladies, gorgeous yeah. ladies. And he's like, basically a penthouse suite of beautiful women come out. What's he say? Hey, uh, how about Costa Rica or something <laughs> you know, like Costa that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to Bernie, who's out, who's out doing a parade, um, and then holding two goats who are Henry and Charles. No, I, I think they're tied to his antlers, aren't they? Is, uh, the spear through his head. Oh, and they're I walking behind right. him. Yeah, I, I think, think they are. Yeah, I think they are. But yeah, by the way, they're attached to him, and so like, yeah. 
Oh, uh, and, and the movie ends. Yeah. Man, but let's talk a little bit about the trivia. There's only about five things here. So in 2016, a third film was announced, Kyle. A third Weekend at Bernie's. It was going to be called... 2016? Weekend at Bernie's 3, The Corpse Awakens. <laughs> kind of like The Force Awakens, but The Corpse Awakens. It's like Bernie versus Jason. <laughs> uh, the production did not get past the developmental stage, but the script is readily available online and is a firm favorite at Fan Table Reads. So, Kyle, for our next installment of The Weekend at Bernie's, we will read The Weekend at Bernie's 3 script and give a review on it. If we can get enough people to actually play a cast of it, I will read through it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I will, I will do We could do a live-action audio drama. Audio drama of <laughs> Dibs on Bernie. Bernie's 3. We'll have to say anything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's like, we'll all be narrating it, but it'll just be a video of you acting as Bernie. see <laughs> <laughs> You're laying down Actually, I don't know. The Corpse Awakens, does that mean he talks and everything now, too? Yeah, I don't no know. Idea. We'll have to read that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary uh, Durdane's first feature film, it was filmed in the Virgin Islands, as Kyle said. Um, this was shown only in London's West End. And according to Barry Bostick's Q&A at the Spooky Empire Horror Convention in May of 2021, a completely different actress was cast as Claudia, but unfortunately suffered a mental breakdown two weeks into filming, causing production cast Troy Berger at the last... Uh, at, a moment's notice and reshoots were made. Oh wow! So that's sad. So I really did have now. You know, I wonder if they feel bad for having all these mental breakdowns in the in the film. You know what I mean? Mm, when yeah, yeah, yeah. When you like have a real person having a mental breakdown, and once again, like the the idea of like once again, I'm not, I'm not saying the movie's racist. I'm not saying that was ever any intention or what they tried to do. But on the reading of it, Henry and Charles, who like seem no worse than Larry and Richard. <laughs> and this is like, if, if anything, they could be better people, actually. <laughs> I have no idea if they're criminals. I feel like they were just stuck down there and then the Voodoo Queen threatened to kill them if they didn't get the money. Right. That's and then they proceeded to be turned into goats while the two white characters proceeded to go off with a million dollars to Costa Rica with a boat full of beautiful women. <laughs> it was definitely a weird moment where I was like, why are they treated so horribly? <laughs> tortured so well it's like because they got pitched their wagon with the wrong couple of people but it's also like they were threatened to be turning the goats right. they had no choice it wasn't like they were bad people so that was a moment that that, that rubbed me the wrong way in a really big day also what rubbed me the wrong way is michael bolton appearing in the credits and not actually being the michael bolton i want <laughs> um not to say anything that the production designer michael bolton is a bad director a bad production designer i'm sure he's fine in his job but you have a terrible name for film <laughs> you have a terrible name um, besides that, though, I would say this film to me is uh, less objectionable than Weekend of Bernie's One. I think Weekend of Bernie's One is a little bit more cruder and mean spirited, and how it's kind of written and really that too. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just it has it has a more hateful vibe to it. <laughs> I think it just it just you know there there wasn't like some like. Like we never had that weird like anti-trans, anti-gay thing is you know granted popular in the eighties especially, but this one doesn't have those kind of jokes going on to it, so it's a better on that level. And other other track too, like there isn't like the actual necrophilia scene; it's just implied maybe happened on the beach. This and time. I don't even know if they actually did on this one. Either, I don't think, actually, I think, I think they. I think they just so. slept and laid together. Yeah. So there's no necrophilia thing, which I didn't find funny in the first one either. You know, so like I think that's like makes the jokes a little bit cleaner, a little bit more kid friendly, which I think this film is kind of. Should be a little more kid friendly, <laughs> whereas the first one was just like this is this is kind of sick and sad. Um, so I appreciate that we can produce two on that level. Where like this film is just less objectionable things going on, where I feel less vibes on it. Besides the once again the kind of the race thing I kind of mentioned earlier. So on that level, this is maybe like four out of ten, maybe five out of ten at best. So like 
I don't actually hate this film. I've had a lot of fun going through the entire plot again, even though I never want to watch it again because watching it was a snore. But talking about it is fun, I'll admit. This was a fun podcast to record and has redeemed a lot of this film for me immediately. But overall, this film is like well worth passing up. I don't think uh, Weekend and Bernie's is a good series in my mind, and I don't think they're well worth watching. But I'm sure Jimbo disagrees, and so he'll recommend it. Oh, we, we do disagree. <laughs> we do, because we do once agree. again, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Jimbo, you take it from me. What do you think about Weekend oh, Bernie's? Uh, Kyle, it's, a, it's an automatically seven just for Terry Kaiser's dancing in this. I have never laughed so hard. You know, when you you got to admit, when he starts that little leg shake, when he's on the toilet and he starts that little leg shake, and then you just see him, and then he does that little, like, slump back and still be able to dance like that, you know, turning his head like this I, as he's walking. I wish Terry Kaiser got more opportunities to be a comedic actor in more films <laughs> because of this. I right. wish there was a better film where he could have done this in. <laughs> right. That's uh, but, right. But, yeah. you know, in the first one, he didn't have to do much. He just had to basically be thrown around. Yeah, but and this one... He got animated in a way oh. that was really impressive. Like, oh, really, like, every he, time. He the Kaga scene, scenes. The Kaga scene line... The one reason the bathroom, or where they're raising him in the thing, yeah. uh, when he's on the pool and the whole, whole yeah, even, even the ragdoll scenes are a lot more clever set pieces than in the first film. The first film, it's all about just how can we throw his head against a rock. Right. This film is actually like, what can we do with his body in like a theatrical way to be funny and goofy in a cool cartoony way. Right. It's like, I appreciate that. It's like, I wish I could have found more trivia about the stunt the, work. The in this stunt film. work. Yeah. Like, like, what scenes did they use a stunt double for? Did he do a lot of this yeah. all on his own? You know, I can, how much, how many injuries did he have this time versus the last time? Because the last time he had a lot of injuries. Oh, yeah, he got a like lot of stuff. Rib injuries. So I wonder. Well, like, that was his stunt double that hit the well, movies. Oh, the stunt double and the other people, too. But yeah. also, I wonder, like, you know, what were the things they did in the sequel to help prevent that, hopefully? Or did they do any of those things? Or did they just throw him around like a ragdoll again? Who knows? Well, they didn't yeah. really have to do anything with him except yeah. stuff him in a suitcase. But yeah, I think yeah, that like, was probably a dummy in this. Yeah, and all the times he hit his head could easily have been like a foam thing. Like, I'd like, in this head on the cheap bar or something like that too they could easily just be a foam well did you hear you like oh dink. yeah dink. Know, they put the sound effects in they imply like a lot of three stooges like effects which is good right yeah so I think this one was definitely a lot hotter it was, was not, sorry, not, not as hard on his body I almost said hotter <laughs> <laughs> Not as hard on his body, which is very, very good. So I like that. It's a, it's a both a safer and funnier type of humor with Bernie this time around versus the first film, which I think was a little more cruder and just less funny. Mm-hmm. I think they are both funny, and I and I really want to see what Weekend at Bernie's Three is about. I don't know if it'll be any good, but Kyle, your job is to Almost read that script. Not, but we can look into that script and see. We what will look at that script, and I bet you it's funny. But just visualizing Terry Kaiser as Bernie, that's going to make that script even way more funnier than what you probably think it is right yeah. now. I would say watching Weekend at Bernie's 2 makes me think like this is like there actually is an idea here that could have been a good film even today even if they did like a reboot remake thing of Weekend at Bernie's you could probably make a really funny film out of it now that's what Weekend at Bernie's 2 showed me Weekend at Bernie's 1 I thought like this idea is terrible from the get go no one should ever touch this property ever again now I'm like we yeah, might be able to read someone can make a <laughs> Seth Rogen will decide someday he wants to make a stoner version of Weekend at Bernie's and I'll probably watch that why not <laughs> Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen in Weekend at Bernie's 2 maybe Weekend we should just uh, get Brett from the Evil Number Dies and we'll call it Weekend at Brett's yes, yes. <laughs> we'll just, Uncle Presser we'll, we'll, totally we'll, t- we'll tie Brett up to us and we'll, we'll lag him around <laughs> go into horror haunted houses <laughs> you know, everyone dies someday we can, yeah. we can make this work we can make this work <laughs> To put in his will. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready we'll to go down to Texas. I think it's a fun watch, um, <laughs> even though Kyle's wrong. Uh, I think one and two are both great. I like two probably better. Just the dancing scenes alone. Two is a better movie. Up, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
Well, with that being said, uh, if you'd like to follow us on the social medias, we are the Tragedy Cinema Podcast and Facebook, uh, the group. Um, if you would like to email us, we are the Tragedy Cinema at gmail.com. Uh, we are on TikTok. Um, we're thinking about throwing around a couple of different things like jamming with Jimbo, where I'll be covering maybe like John Williams and some of the scores and soundtracks, and then maybe catching up with Kyle, um, where he'll be talking about maybe some of the food in the movie stuff. I don't food. know. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we can't talk about. We're some other stuff around, so yeah. uh, be on the lookout. We'll probably do some different things. We also, we grow, have. Do cool things. Yeah. Uh, we want to grow, do cool things that are optional for our viewers and that shit. Right. Like, that okay, can improve the overall quality of our product. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to close. Before I forget, oh. uh, next week, are we, we are going to go back and watch uh, a horror film. I believe it was in the 80s. Yeah. I remember. Fright, Fright Night. Night. Yeah. I forget what year that came out, too, but I know I it did came too. out. So the original yeah. Fright Night we'll be covering next week. So yeah. stay well, tuned for that. Uh, we, uh, do you want to read that review? The or, what? The review. The review of, oh yes, yeah, I ever, forgot. You forgot about the review. Man, I'm trying, pull, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Who sounds like I can't. Yeah, we we I did have a review. It. There it is. Uh, come in. Got it. And uh, this was from Bond, Jason Bond, um, and it was a five star uh, classic eighties comedy. It says, uh, "I loved your review of Weekend at Bernie's. Now you have to review the eighties comedy classic, Mannequin." Or even better, Mannequin 2. And I believe from Mannequin 1 actually stars Andrew McCarthy from right. this film. So, Bond, we have added it to the list. Um, we'll get we around to it talked someday. about it, it probably here in a few weeks. We'll do Mannequin 1 and then uh, maybe we'll do Mannequin 1 and 2 at the same time. That could be cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of knock them both yeah. out at the same time. So yeah. I don't know when we get to it, but I'm saying like at least this year. I think we'll just Oh, yeah. We'll probably the yeah. next month or so. Yeah. yeah. We'll work it in. Well, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. Thank you.